Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. and welcome to We Need to Talk. It is a 2019, the very first episode of the year, and it's the second week of the year, so hopefully 2019 has been going great for everyone. If you are someone who's listened to every episode of this show, plus the bonus material, then I appreciate you coming back, because it has been a minute, and if this is your very first episode listening, welcome. This is going to be a fun friendship for you. That is my hope and anticipation for this show for you if you're a brand new listener. Let me explain a few things, though, because as everybody who listens to this show knows, every once in a while, Kyle goes off the rails and tries to get real introspective, and basically, it's just me explaining all the screw-ups that I've done. So, this show launched in 2017 with several episodes. There's been about eight episodes, um, and it sort of started sporadically didn't really have a pattern or a set schedule for when the episodes were going to come out. The episodes were a little bit random. Some of them were fun and carefree, like me and Chloe talking about uh, the Bachelor universe. She was trying to get me into that. Didn't take. And then some of them were a little more... Um, a little more introspective and a little more serious, like my episode, my last episode that I did with my friend Kristen, um, if you remember, and she was talking about how she was going through a divorce, and her dad was gravely ill, and her best friend had become gravely ill, and it was just like 2017 was the year that would pile on to um, Kristen. Well... For those of you who remember that episode, I'll give you a little update. The It just kept piling on. After that episode aired um, on New Year's Eve, Kristen's father passed away from the complications of his cancer. And then in the spring, uh, Kristen and her best friend, who had been gravely ill, came to Los Angeles, where I now live. And we saw each other. We had dinner. It was a very pleasant night. But a month or so later... Um, her best friend passed away as well from the complications from her cancer. Um, and, you know, the laws in New York are such that a divorce is no easy task. So she was still going through the semantics of divorcing her husband or being divorced from her husband. And so it just kind of kept bleeding out into the next year, all these struggles and heavy things that she was dealing with. But I am happy to report Kristen is now uh, dating someone else, and I've seen the pictures on Instagram, and she looks real happy, and get this, Oliver, her dog, loves him, so that's wonderful. Congratulations, Kristen. I know you're listening, and Steven, can't wait to meet you, buddy. Yeah, so for me and Ethan and our world, we moved to Los Angeles in January of 2018. We packed up everything we owned, in which wasn't much because everything was in a pod. Do you know the pods, the portable on-demand storage? 
uh, we packed everything into that around summertime and so that was just sitting and waiting so we had only the necessities by the end of the year and we packed all that into a van with our cat and our friend Tracy and we headed back to Alabama for Christmas over 2017. 2018 we piled everything that was in that van of ours into the cars the two cars with the cat in Ethan's car all of our junk in my hatchback my friend Sarah in the hatchback with me and my friend excuse me and my cousin Leon in the car with Ethan. You'll remember Sarah because she was actually the very first episode of this show. So the four of us, the motley crew that we were, we set out across the country. We drove from my house to Jasper, Alabama, and then took what was used to be known as the Corridor X up to Memphis, and then we hopped on the 40. I think that's the road we were on, the northern route from Memphis all the way out to California. And so, yeah, we stopped in um, Flagstaff, Arizona. That was the last stop. I think it was Oklahoma City, maybe? I think that's where we were, Oklahoma City. Um, maybe not. I'd have to ask Sarah. Anyway, that doesn't matter. We stopped two nights. took us three days to get there. Uh, we saw lots of sites. Sarah, who is enamored with horror films and the occult and death and everything that comes with that type of realm of entertainment and spirituality and lore. And so we uh, wound up in rural. When I say rural, I'm from a town called Bug Tussle. This was deeper than rural. This was like abandoned Texas. And the dirt roads, the, the pavement went to gravel, went to dirt, went to grass. We were on a grass road um, looking for this old rickety cemetery. And it's so funny because the whole trip out there we were doing um, doing Facebook Lives. And I was on Facebook Live and Sarah was driving with Leon in Ethan's car and I, or no, no, she was driving with Leon in my car and I was driving with Lee, Ethan in his car and we're on Facebook Live and I look out, we're in this field, we're in the middle of nowhere on a grass road in a field, but the road has a name, which is more than we can say for roads in Bug Tussle. Um, has a name and I'm just like, this is like deliverance. Where are we? I was like, where is Sarah taking us? And I look and I was like, is that a shooting house? It looked like a shooting house. It was this little box like room on stilts. And I said, um, where are we? I was like, that's a shooting house. I was like, we are going to die out here. And I'm on Facebook live. And just then I lost service. So the last thing they saw on that Facebook live was we're going to die out here. And then it went blank. Um, Got back to civilization an hour or so later, getting Facebook messages out the wazoo from Sarah's mom going, where have you taken my baby? I wanted to be like, your baby took me out here. It was fine. It, we, we wound up seeing some really interesting old buildings. It was really fascinating. Um, then later on in Arizona, we stopped in a place called Santa Claus, Arizona, because there was an old amusement park. Um, I don't remember if it was called the North Pole or Santa Claus or something, but it was all North Pole based. It was in the middle of the desert. Sarah wanted to see it because it was abandoned. We get out of the car at this old amusement park. The second we step foot out of the car, this unmarked car with the darkest tinted windows I've ever seen in my life, I think it was a Dodge Charger, comes 
barreling in. And we all thought we saw police lights from this car. But we didn't, weren't, couldn't be sure. Sarah wanted to go into Santa Claus, Arizona, the amusement park or whatever. And I was like, Sarah, I think that's a cop. I think they're waiting for us to trespass so they can arrest us. And she goes, no, 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 that's fine. I was like, Sarah, please don't trespass. Please don't trespass. I'm trying to move to Los Angeles. I don't want to have to get you out of jail. So we had to cut that short. But we did take some pictures. Um, and finally, on the third day, we roll into Los Angeles in the middle of a rainstorm. And ever since then, it's just been like a flash in the pan. And I started working for this office that my friend Tracy, who we moved from New York to Alabama with, um, her partner in her office got me set up with this office out here I got a job the the man who runs the office gave me an apartment and then for six months I worked for him but turns out that didn't work out so well and I did miss being more free and entertaining so I did um I started working for Halloween Horror Nights for um Universal again and now I transitioned that into another job with Universal, working in the entertainment department. And that's what I'm doing now because that's kind of glossing over it. I was kind of miserable working in the office, not because of the people, not because of the work, but because I just don't think that's for me, working in an office, not really having conversations because at my job now and at the Halloween Horror Nights and working at Universal, I'm able to have conversations. I meet new people every day. I'm, it's such a fun job. And that's what I really want to be doing, enjoying my life while I'm exploring my life while I'm trying to entertain. And Ethan got a job right off the bat in a spa because he's an esthetician. And he was working the front desk, but then he started transitioning into the treatment rooms and giving people facials again. And so we really have developed this life here over a year. I pretty quickly got into a church family because um, I don't remember if I've talked about this. I should create an archive or something, some kind of index to know what subject matter I've talked about. But in 2016, I started the journey of being confirmed into the Episcopal Church, and I think I did talk about this. I did talk about this on the first episode. Um, but anyway, so it was very important to me to find a church home. Um, William, Father William, my friend who uh, helped me get into the church in New York, um, kind of made some suggestions, helped me figure out what would might be important, what might not be so important for me. Um when it comes to searching for a church. And so he had suggested that I go to, um, I guess I shouldn't say the name of the church. I went to a church out in Beverly Hills. If you're Episcopalian, you can figure it out. Um, because he said they had one, they, their reputation for music was wonderful because the church that I went to in New York, St. Luke in the Fields, had a very big reputation for great music, wonderful music. And it was, it was top notch music. And so I was like, okay, I really love the music. So yeah, let me check out this church. So I went there. Um, and of course, William gave me the advice to, um, go three times, 
just in case there's anomalies. If you go, first impressions can be lasting, but you need to go three times just to see if, if something didn't sit well with you. See if it's the same way the next week. I couldn't bring myself to go again because they did not say hello to me at coffee hour. I went into coffee hour, not a single person said hello, did not wave at me, did not look at me. They looked through me. I was there on the day that their rector was retiring, but the rector was not in their coffee hour. They can at least say hello. That's all I'm saying. So I went to the second church on my choice. It's church on my list. And I walked in and I just, I felt at home again. The people were warm and welcoming and inviting and they rushed to me and oh my goodness this gentleman by the name of Byron he's southern like me he came up he's a he's a composer and he's an, a college professor he teaches music at a college and he came up to me and he was just so regal and so I don't know he just had this buttery voice and the way that he speaks he said hello my friend He's like, would you like to sit with me today since you are a newcomer? And I said, yes, I would. He turns out he's from Georgia, and we had so much camaraderie. We don't really have a lot in common other than we're Southern. He's very refined, and I am nothing if not rough around the edges and just kind of spastic, tumbling through life. And we've sat together every Sunday that I've been to that church since. I made it my church home. Um, the liturgy was a little different for people who are interested in this type of thing. Here's a little anecdote. If you're not interested in religion so much, just bear with me. It won't last long because you know me. I don't like to press my religion on people, but this is just an interesting story. In the Book of Common Prayer, there are right one and right two. Right one is a little more formal. Right two is a little more uh, casual. The the liturgy, the way they do the the word the the services in the church. Where I went, St. Luke in the Fields, they were very right to sort, but they did it in such a beautiful way that I didn't realize that it was more casual right to because of the beauty that came with it with St. Luke in the Fields. And so when I came to um, this church in Hollywood where I go now, they are not just Episcopalian, they're Anglo-Catholic. They're the Anglo-Catholic tradition. So it was very right one, but it was also a little different because they encompassed things like the rosary and the Hail Mary and stuff like that from the Anglo-Catholic tradition. And it just didn't register at first because I'd been so, I only had the one experience with St. Luke in the field, so it didn't really register at first. So I thought maybe despite the fact that I loved these people so much, I was like looking for... Um, looking for uh, the, the liturgy that made me feel comfortable. And so I went to a pro-cathedral. That's all I'll say. Not going to say much more. Um, because on the, on the suggestion of people I went to church with before, I should go here. I got to say, I'm sorry. I wasn't impressed. The people were very welcoming, but... The, some of the people, some of the some of the clergy, um, one in particular that I had gotten in touch with, told me, "Don't feel obligated to come here. Don't feel obligated to get in to, to get in with these people. Don't feel obligated." 
And then he kept suggesting other places I should go because I really did like it. The liturgy was great. It was very close to what we did at, at St. Luke in the Fields. <clears throat> and so it was very great. I liked it. I don't know why he was telling me not to do it. But the more I had conversations with people, the more here in Los Angeles, don't want to throw anybody under the bus in New York, the more I had conversations with people here in Los Angeles, the more I realized that there was some drama that circulated a lot of the people involved there. And so I went back to Los, to, to the Hollywood church I was going to. And when I came in, they just welcomed me because I had been gone for five or six weeks. I had been traveling. I had been resting. I wanted. I went to this church in Hollywood through the Easter, Easter Holy Week, and then I went away. So they were just welcoming. So yeah, I found my church home very early on. Um, but it wasn't until later, after summer, that we really started meeting friends and getting to know people. But by the end of the year. We had the annual New Year's Eve party that we've had every year since we've been together. And we invited some of these people there. And I looked around. And not all the people that I love were there. They weren't able to come, a lot of them. But it was so symbolic that there they were. I realized we are home. And we're home. And there was a lot of work to be done in 2018, and I am still in a place where I'm having to hustle for that dinner plate. But I'm home, and I'm doing it, and I'm excited to be doing it, and Ethan is excited to be doing it. And here we are, 2019. What are we going to make of it? Because, let's face it, at the end of 2016, we thought it was going to be more of the same the election. I've talked a lot about the election. I'm sick of talking about the election. We've had a year off from this show, so we're not going to talk about that much, but it turned into 2017 was just like cross-eyed, slap you in the back of the head all the time. What the heck is going on in this country? What the heck is going on in my life? Just like Kristen was saying, it was just so much more symbolic. Why is all of this happening to me? Because, um, are you crazy? My cat just scared the bejesus out of me. Um, Kristen was saying, why is all of this happening to me? Why? Why? She's not, she's not, she doesn't, she wasn't saying it shouldn't be happening, but she's like, I kind of need to know why. And there were a lot of things like that in 2017 that happened to us that like, why? 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 I think I've talked about it. I don't really want to talk about it anymore it, right now. I'm just because I'm so anxious because I feel like 2017 broke us. It broke us in so many ways. Not not the political, not everything, just everything. The sum of all of its parts was just like, baby, you're going to put your face in the mud and you're going to work for it. And then 2018, I feel like with a lot of us, we all did the work. We did the work to stand back up. But now we're standing. Everybody I know seems to be standing um, a little bit and ready to fight, ready to work. Not even fight. Everybody I know seems to be standing ready to work. Work on what you want to work on because the time is now. And that is what is going on with this show. 
put your money where your mouth is. I, this this show should be the easiest thing for me to do because I love to talk. And I have friends who love to talk. And not only that, my friends and I have very big opinions. And they're not always the same opinions. And that's a good thing. One of the, um, one of the first conversations I want to have on this show is a friend of mine that I met over the course of 2018, Michelle Castle. She is a makeup artist, so look her up if you have makeup artist needs, because I am not above plugging my friends who have things that need to be plugged, but she's Jewish, and one day, she was sitting in my apartment, we were having coffee or tea or something, probably tea, because everybody loves Ethan's sweet tea. Um, and we got to talking about religion again. It's not all about religion and I don't want anybody to think it is, but we did. We got to talking about religion and we had such a beautiful conversation about the differences of religion and it was just so much fun. And I want to talk to, um, friends who have different lifestyles than I do. I have met over the course of 2018, so many polyamorous people. So I have a friend who's polyamorous and she has agreed to come on to the show and teach me all that she knows about polyamory. And I met a Wiccan this year. I'd like to have a Wiccan on to just talk about what that's all about because I'm fascinated. I am interested in what people are doing because that is something about my spirituality and church and all that. Um, I keep it pretty close to the vest. I'm not a proselytizer. I don't really want to try to convince you that my way is right because I'm just trying to make it through my day doing my thing the way that I do it. I have so many other friends who have so many other opinions about spirituality. I have so many atheist friends. I have people who are... Um, who don't believe in anything. They believe in the right now. But the thing that all of those people and I and all the people that I know have in common is we see what's going on in the world. We all have our own individual perspective to bring to the table. And I'm really excited about finally getting to the work that I promised myself that I would do with this show because this show is not the end all and be all. This is just the beginning of what I want to do with this life that I have. And like I said in the very first episode in 2017, we're not getting any of this time back. If you are not using this time to do things that bring you joy and bring you passion and to show love to the world, then you're wasting your time. That's what I learned in 2018. Time's wasting. But it's okay. It's okay. Because any day that you wake up, you can wake up and say, today's the first day of the rest of my life. And that's what I'm doing. That is what I'm doing with this show. I'm going to commit myself to two episodes a month right now. 
They might get more. It might be more right off the bat. But I know for sure you can count on two episodes a month, one every other week. This one's today, and the next one will be in two weeks. And it's going to be with guests. It's not going to just be me talking. It's going to be a really fun journey. Because I had an epiphany the other night, last night actually, I was doing the dishes and I knew that this was the time, start the show, start the show, really sink your teeth into what you've been telling the world. I've got a show, I've got things to say, and here we go. But it just struck me, have something to say. Have people on who have something to say. For instance, I did record several episodes in 2018 that just felt so inauthentic. It did not feel right. I recorded episodes right when we arrived, when Sarah was still here um, with Sarah, and I recorded an episode or two with Ethan over the course of the year, and it just didn't feel right because, for whatever reason, it didn't feel authentic. But after I left the... um, After I left the office, I became happy again. It was not the office that was making me depressed, but it was the lack of joy. And when I started acting again and I started performing on a nightly basis, I felt joy because I was around other performers. And when the joy comes, you have to harness it and you have to keep that positivity. But I was still stuck in a space where I was trying to force it a little bit because I did. I got into a routine in 2017 of knowing how to record an episode based on my editing needs because I'm the editor on the other end of this thing. So it, it was more about that. Like I was really editing myself in the episodes in preparation for editing. And I did that again at the end of 2018. I recorded an episode with um, Michelle And it just didn't feel right. I came off scatterbrained and she came off judgy. And that might be a little bit rooted in some truth, but that's not what we present to the world, neither of us. So I scrapped it again and here we are, the very first episode of 2019. But that was what I realized, have something to say. What is it that you need to start with? And that is your truth. My truth is I am my own worst critic, I am my own worst roadblock, and I am my own worst cheerleader. Because I sit around and I think of these ideas, and I just, and I put them on the table. I have this heavy, heavy stack of things in my brain of things that I'm going to do. Well, 2019 is the year I'm going to do them, starting with a conversation that matters to me. Because I find the conversations that matter the most to me are the ones that resonate the most with the listeners. And this is going to be a little bit of a short episode, but I do look forward to conversations coming up. I've got funny friends and insightful friends and friends who take themselves too seriously and friends who don't take themselves seriously enough. And I got Kendall, my friend who laughs so much at everything I say that I just can't not have her on because she thinks I'm hilarious. And I think she's hilarious and she is just a bubble of sunshine. And I've got my friend, uh, Danny, who's going to come on and he is literally the funniest person I know. And the very first real conversation that we had together was me calling him out for white privilege. That was the year that I had in 2018 that led up to this. I love Danny. 
and white privilege couldn't be the furthest thing from his mind. And I learned that. But he also learned that <laughs> that certain things make you sound like you're white privileged in today's um, today's environment. We're both white, so it doesn't matter. We bonded over it, and I I, I love him dearly, and I, I still work with his fiance, and I am still a little bitter that they fooled me into thinking they were having a baby when all they were doing was doing a baby announcement for the new kitten they bought. I love them for that, though. Um, I'm going to have my cousin on. I've got a cousin here in Los Angeles. I have family here in Los Angeles. And if you can believe it, he is nuttier than I am, but he is a phenomenal photographer and actor. He, um, he is a beautiful artist, and I am so proud to have a relationship with him here in Los Angeles. And um, so he'll be on, but I also just really want to explore life with this show, explore life with my people. And the last component that I cannot stress enough is the listeners. I want to hear from you. I want to rebuild the community. There is a Facebook group that you can join to join in the conversation. I am on Instagram. I am on Snapchat. I am on Twitter. Um, I I really just want to hear from the community, my community, because the listeners that have come about from this show have been so wonderful. I have a friend named Sunny who I started kindergarten with and we wound up graduating high school together. We had been together in classes and this and that, homerooms, and we had classes together. We had a home ec together. Um, for 13 years, we were in classes and on the playground and in the lunchroom and everything together. And we drifted apart for sure. But then the, the election of 2016, the combination of that and this show, we really started to have some really fascinating conversations. And that was, that was brilliant. I loved it. I love talking to people who have big opinions because we all should be heard. We all have a voice. We all have a right to be heard in some capacity. And this is just the space that I created to have let myself be heard, but also to bring in people who I admire and respect and like and love to let them be heard too. So I want everybody who listens to this show Come along and explore life with me. If you got something that's on your mind and you want to hear me talking about it, let me know. And you know what? If you're in the area or if we ever find ourselves in the same area and you have something interesting you want to talk about, I'm going to bring you on the show. We're going to talk about it on the show because that's what I found over the course of my 31 years on this planet. That if it's important to you, it's important to someone else. And if it's important to you and it's not important to someone else they're still probably pretty interested in it because it's important to you. Because we're all sharing this human experience on this planet for a brief amount of time, and we should be talking. We should be getting along. We should be enjoying one another's company, and we should be sharing beautiful ideas. One of my favorite quotes um, is by Mahatma Gandhi, who's he said, you should 
live as if you were to die tomorrow and learn as if you were to live forever. And that's what I'm really trying to do. Learn as much as I can, but leave it out all out on the field when I when I every day. Just leave it all out there. Happiness and joy and spread the love. And I want to hang out with people who do that too. Um, I hope this wasn't a very boring episode for you. I just really needed to get the muck out because there is a lot of muck when you delay over a year between episodes of a podcast, but I'm back. I'm here. I I won't say that I am better than ever. I don't know. Who knows? But I am committed. I'm very committed to the work that I want to do for myself because I feel like this is going to lead me somewhere. And I just want to end on this thought. This show is that thing that I have for myself that I know. I know that if I can just commit myself to it, it's going to be worth something. I know everybody has one of those things that if I can just give the time and energy and the creativity to it, I know it's going to touch some people. I know it's going to do a thing. And everybody has one of those things. Everybody has something that they look at it and they say, it doesn't make sense on paper why that should be my thing. But I know that if I can get that thing done, it's going to help some people or at least entertain some people or it's going to you know, help hold some people up. Everybody's got something that they might feel a little crazy for wanting to do. I mean, because this is a podcast. Every human on the planet. Podcasts are like underwear now. Everybody's got one. So why me? I don't know. And and maybe this is just a stepping stone to something else. Maybe this conversation will grow. I don't know. But I know it's a conversation I want to have. And I want to hear what your thing is. I want to hear, is it... Is it if I can just get my kid to take the ACT or if I can just get a puppy or if I can just lose some weight or if I can, you know, figure out a new craft for me to do. I know that my life will have some meaning or maybe I want to start some type of new ministry at my church or maybe I want to do Pilates with homeless people. I don't know. Everybody's got that something and I want to hear what it is from y'all. So please Write me, tweet me, Instagram me, do whatever, get in touch. Let's have some fun this year. Let us make 2019, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to do the hyperbole of let's make 2019 the most wonderful year there's ever been, but let's make 2019 something rad because not every day can be your best day, but every day can be a day you tried. You woke up, you put your feet on the floor, and you had the human experience, and that's what I want to do with this show. I can't have the human experience without the humans, though. Come on, talk to me. Tell me what you want. Let's do this. Let's come into 2019 with the bigger. All right, guys. If you want to tweet me, my tweet handle, Twitter handle, is... At Kyle L. Henderson. If you want to Snapchat me, my handle is Kyle L. Henderson. If you want to Instagram me, my handle is, you guessed it, at Kyle L. Henderson. You can go to the We Need to Talk page on Facebook. Join the conversation. Actually, you know what? Start the conversation because that place is a ghost town. 
I'm going to start it. I'm going to be tweeting out for my friends. I'm going to get the people on my actual personal Facebook involved again. So y'all better be ready. And if you're in the area and you know me personally, come on the show. And if you don't know me personally, but you like the show and you'd love to sit down and have a coffee with somebody that is eager to talk to everybody, hit me up. I am certain that I would love to have a conversation with you. So, until next time, I'll see you later, guys. Let's go have some fun this year. Uh